How about Psalms 23? The Lord is my shepherd. What's a shepherd? Protector. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So what is it if you don't want? You're fulfilled, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in. So what if you're not lying down in green pastures? So what if you're lying down in a thorn bush? Well, amen. The Lord is my shepherd. He fills my every need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside peace, still waters, not by rushing waters. Sheep don't go by rushing waters. Sheep don't go to briary patches. They go to green pastures. The shepherd leads them to green pastures. He restores my soul. He just restored our soul. He's restoring our soul. He leads me in the paths of what? Of righteous. How come? For His name's sake. Not for us, for Him. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, this is not about going to a funeral. It's about life. So next time, I remember the last funeral I went to, they're like on Psalms 23, and I wanted to get up. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The Lord is my shepherd, we shall not want. Lord is my, even though I walk through the valley of shallow death, even though we feel like hell's coming down on us, even though we feel like hell's coming against us, even though we feel like our knee was about to fall off or our, our shingles was flaring up or our back pain was going or, or the hurt that was going in us, even though we walk through that, what? I will fear no evil, for you are with me. He's like with us. With us. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Come here, let me take my belt off, Jesse, and see if my rod and staff comfort me. Is that how we look at that? We think, man, the rod and staff don't seem very comfortable. But if you're a shepherd and you have a rod and a shaft, uh, staff, and you're out there with the sheep, what are you doing with the rod? You're beating off the evil stuff that's coming against you. And then with the staff, he's saying, all right, now you come and you go this way. Our battle's not with flesh and blood. It's against powers and principalities. And when we trust in Him, he, gu he, he guides us. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What do you think about a table? A little different, isn't it? What do you do at a table? You sit at one. You eat. You feast. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You prepare a table. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. What is this table he prepares for us? It's him, isn't it? I've had a pretty sucky week and a half. Can I say that? Hell's trying to come against us. We're not going to let it, are we? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. His rod and staff, they come for me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He prepares a table before me. We're going to see victory. So brokenhearted. A while ago, um, on the news, maybe that's why I watch the news, um, but there was a guy that we went to church with for a very brief period of time, and uh, he was clean. He was an addict, and he was clean for like he was clean for like 19 years. I only went to church with him for a little bit, and he kept saying when he was going to church, he would be like, "Man, I go to CR about four times a week because I want to stay clean." And uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but when you're trying to stay good by what you're doing, it don't work. Anyway, the guy gets hooked up in uh, some type of pornography in videos. And I just found, just heard it, I was on the news earlier, that life in prison. I don't know if it's one life or life without parole. I don't remember what it was, but, but I need to go see him. 30 years. But you know, that, that just breaks my heart. And I don't want to see that for anybody, and I don't want to see them coming through that door. So, so that's my heart's desire, is for, for everyone to be free. That is my heart's desire.
And I believe that's why, I believe that's pretty much everyone's desire in here is the exact same. Tonight's, tonight's is like a, a very hungry group of people. Hallelujah, right? I'm telling you, we're going to see them freed. We're going to see them freed. So, I prepare a table before you in the presence of my enemies. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you prepared a table for us. And I thank you, Lord, that we're going to receive at that table that you did, Lord, that you did for us, Lord, so many years ago. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your body, Lord. Lord, for by your stripes we're healed. We thank you, Lord, for the healing that has already been in this room tonight. We thank you for the healing that's going to continue being in here, Lord, as we partake of you, Lord, in the presence of our enemies. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Thank you, Lord, for your body. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we drank from this table that you prepared for us, that you shed that blood for us on Calvary, Lord, for us to have uh, death of sin, remission of sin, freedom of sin, to wash away our sin, Lord. Lord, and we drink from you, Lord. We partake of you in Jesus' name. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me a few days of my life. Surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <laughs> Where's the house of the Lord? Amen. It's in Christ. We will dwell in Him forever. We choose to dwell in Him. Hallelujah. In Ephesians, we've been talking about there a week and a half ago, for by grace you've been saved through faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Are we, are we truly understanding this whole grace thing? For grace, you have been saved by faith. By un, you know, grace, you know, here as a unmerited favor. Um, I had that up there on a the slide a couple weeks ago. Graciousness of manner of act, especially the grace, the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in life. For by the divine influence on the heart and the reflection of life, you have been saved. For by his benefits you have been saved, for by his favor you have been saved, for by his gift you have been saved, for by his liberality you have been saved, for by his pleasure you have been saved, for by his thankworthiness you have been saved. Amen. Just as if you've never sinned. Grace removes the guilt. So, so how can we, in our class, in this book, this is the first time like in, in class, like read the book, he tells us what chapters to read, and then go back and now read these ones again. You know, usually you don't want to do stuff like that. But uh, so we read these ones again. So so how can we speak grace without condemnation? See, it's it's for grace. It's nothing of your own. It's just receiving what He did that sets you free. It's receiving what He did that heals your knee, that heals your heart. It's nothing about. It's us agreeing with what He did. So it's nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with you. Only our faith in Him. Right? It's not, man, I prayed this perfect prayer and, and Doug's knee is made well. No. You know, it's, it's just a, we're just in agreement. All of us just in agreement. Christ, what you did, healing in Jesus' name. It's pretty much that simple, right? I mean, it's, yeah, we make it hard. It's like, no, man, we got to get all these jots and tittles and lined up. And, and we do need to keep the word in mind. I'm not saying that. but, but uh, So there's this... Uh, the story that was used in there was this, uh, this homosexual guy and said he had come to church and uh, he'd been there uh, a few weeks and, and every time he would cry and he just never would come forward and then, then he finally come forward and was talking 
And um, he was like, didn't think he could be forgiven because of what he had did. You know, think about, you know, that's, that's too bad. But that's not grace. You know, we can use homosexuality, we can use drunkenness, we can use hate, you can use whatever, but I'm telling you tonight that whatever's going on in your life, you can be forgiven of it. It's already been done. We just receive what He's done. We just receive it. Lord, we receive Your goodness. Lord, we receive Your grace. Lord, we receive Your love. Lord, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I don't care what's going on in your lives. I don't care what lies you've told. I don't care what affairs you've had. I don't care what... I don't care about any of that stuff. All I care about is you getting set free and you staying free once you get there. Both. For grace, you have been saved through faith. We don't, you don't add nothing to it. Strictly through Him. Yeah, for grace, you're saved through faith and making sure you do this list of stuff. <laughs> for grace, you've been saved through faith and amen. It's the same thing. Yeah. Jesus is grace. Amen. Goodness does not qualify you for heaven. Only what he did qualifies us for heaven. Then faith in that. No matter if you're being good, no matter if you're doing good, but you're going to do good because you're in him, but you don't try to do good to be in him. That come out right? I think it did, didn't it? So then I thought, this is interesting. Okay, so I'm coming up with a good example. Um, say you're living this lie. Do we compensate that lie by doing something good? Do we try to justify it? Yeah. We try to. If we get honest, we do, don't we? Yeah, we do. So, Well, I might just be watching some of them shows that I shouldn't watch and looking at some of that stuff that I shouldn't look at and doing some of that stuff that I didn't do. But, boy, I'm, I'm handing out money to them on the corner. Yeah, yeah, we're doing better than the neighbor down the road there. Yeah, I'm going there and I'm doing this. So we, so we try to, to compensate. Well, and this, this here was about a homosexual, but it's like, like, well, I'm gay, but I'm doing all this good stuff. I hate my neighbor, but I love the rest of them over there. Right? Do we do that? But it's, no, it, it's nothing. It's grace. It's amen. It's bar none. Amen. Bar none. So are you trying to do good? Are you trying to do good? That's what this guy said. Man, I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to quit cheating my neighbor. I'm trying to quit doing this. It's like, stop trying. Stop trying to fix your own problems. Stop trying to quit. To me, getting stressed out and eating a stinking food. It's no different than going to the alcohol cabinet. It's not. It's no different than smoking weed. It's no different than going out bin shopping. So it's been a rough 10 days. 10 days. 10 days. My flesh has rose up more in the last 10 days, probably has in the last four years. And I'm sorry, because I don't like it. So I get down there on my face, and I tell my flesh, flesh, quit it. Quit it. In Jesus' name, you're not going to control me. I'm controlled by Christ who lives in me, because he is my shepherd I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. His rod and staff, they comfort me. We're going to fight. And I need you guys to help me when I need help, and I'm I'll help you all the time when I can eat help, but Christ's the only one that can do it for us. We're going. We're going to see victory. Like, like at first I thought, I was just getting sick. And I thought, I haven't been sick in four years, so this really sucks. And then I realized, no, it's more spiritual than it was physical. I'm telling we're about to enter through, I don't know if you call it a level or a realm or whatever it is. We're about to see another level of, of victory. I, I know it. I mean, I, I know it. And he's called it from glory to glory, from moment to moment, from glory to glory. Then hurting ones, you know. Does anybody have, don't have anybody in their family that's not hurting? 
I mean, if you'd like get honest, if you step there and like, okay, let's stop. You know, just go down your family tree. Is there any of them that's not hurting? So it don't have to be like that. So stop trying to be good. Trust in Him. For grace you have been saved through faith. Trust in Him. Let Him work you towards Him. Let Him change you from the inside out. It's too easy. I don't know. i got to do it myself. I could do a better job than that. When you come to God through faith in Christ, for grace you've been saved through faith, right? When you come to God through faith in Christ, He makes you righteousness as Christ. I was like, wow, this is good stuff. He makes you righteousness. When your faith is placed in Him, He makes you righteousness. He don't receive us on the basis of our work, but because you trust in the work that He did on His behalf. Not what we do, what we're doing, it's what he did. And it takes us out of the equation. And if you want to be in the equation, it becomes a real problem. And most of us, I used to for sure. I like to think now that I don't any, but because I'm nothing. He's everything. It says the pure gospel sounds almost too simple to be effective. Which is exactly what you just said a while ago, don't it? The true word of God sounds too simple to be effective. So you're telling me that I'm miserable now. I'm having all these thoughts I shouldn't have. I'm angry. I, I hate. I got all this discontentment. I can't rest. And you're telling me if I would just completely trust in God to lead my life, then he would take care of all that? Too easy. Too good to be true, isn't it? But it's true. So, Lord, as we die to ourselves, Lord, as we die to our wants, to our needs and desires, Lord, as we come to life in you, Lord, Lord, as you have your way with us. That talks about this guy... So yeah, so all right, I'm going to do that. I trusted in Christ, and by grace I've been saved through faith, and it's not of works. So uh, I'm going to step back in. The guy's like, calls the pastor up, says, I think about going out, getting back into some of that stuff, you know. He's been born, been saved. And he tells the pastor, says, I think I'm going to go out and go back into some of that stuff I used to go into. Kind of like me going back into eating or whatever. Kind of like whatever it might be that you do, stepping back into that. So I thought, no, this is great advice. I should have wrote it down. Um, so what would we do in, a, in an instance like that? So, so say we have this one, and like I said, he's using a, a homosexual, and, uh, and he's set free. By grace, he's been saved, and then he decides, man, I, I'm, I'm uh, going to go back out and go test some of that stuff again. So he calls the pastor up. Says, hey, Pastor, I'm thinking about going out. They called it cruising. Going out cruising tonight. You are, yeah. You think that's wrong? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's wrong. What would our flesh want to tell somebody that was doing that? You know, you think about that. But I thought, how do we answer that? How can, how can we answer somebody like that without speaking condemnation on them? And I read this and read this and I thought, wow, this is like. Because our flesh would want to say, well, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? You give your life to Christ and you're a new creation and you're going to go out there and you're going to throw that all away? That's what we want to say, isn't it? Is that life, though? Yeah. It's kind of a gray area. Yeah, whatever it is. It, yeah. Like I said, we're just using homosexuality, but it could be anything, whether we go back to a lie, whether we go back to making bad deals, whether they go back to, to doing whatever. Amen. Jesus would have told them a parable so they'd get it on their own. And that's kind of what this guy did right here. This is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, must not have wrote it down. Huh, cool. 
So, uh, so he says to the guy, he says, well, what do you think? You think it's wrong? Yeah, I think it's wrong. Well, what do you think I should do? Well, what would someone that's righteous in Christ do? I mean, that was his answer. His answer was, what would someone, you could tell him to pray about it too, but, but he said, well, what would someone that's righteous in Christ do? So what if we said that instead of saying, well, you're going to go out and no tell them what you may pick up tonight. No tell them what type of disease you may pick up tonight. You know, you give your life to Christ and, and you've done this and you go out and get some type of affliction. But what if we said, what would somebody that's as righteous as Christ do? Because we just said, for grace you've been saved through faith. And when you're saved through faith, he makes you righteous as Christ. What if the gospel's really just that simple? So, so what would someone that has the life of Christ in him do? That's as righteous as Christ. So the guy ends up going home, maybe he went and prayed, I don't know. But he ends up getting out a notebook, and he ends up writing down, I am as righteous as Christ. I am as righteous as Christ. Amen. The Word washes us clean. So as them thoughts come on to us, no, I am as righteous as Christ. I'm not going to fight my battles in the flesh. I think that's what I did more than anything, tried to go back to fighting battles in the flesh, and, and I know that. You can't fight no battle in the flesh. You lose. It causes crap. So for by grace you've been saved through faith. When we're trusting in Him, you are as righteous as Christ. Just one more verse. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17, 16, 17. This is a covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds. I will write them. In their minds, I will write them. And then he adds, Their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is no remission of no remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. For grace you've been saved through faith, not of works, so no one shall boast. It is the gift of God. And I was, as I was praying and I was reading or listening this morning, verse 18 just kept coming in. Now where there is remission of these, death of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. We accept what he did to cover our sin. Except what he did. But we're sitting there and we're trying to compensate on our own instead of accepting what he did. What a great time that we live in now that we don't have to go out and slay the cat. No, the bulls and the goats, right? Never heard them do anything to the cats or dogs. But the bulls and the goats and all that. Thank the Lord for editing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but how awesome it is that he become the living sacrifice to pay for that. Father, we love you and praise you, Lord. Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for, for how you're changing us, Lord, from the inside out, Lord. Lord, like they said, Lord, from moment to moment, from glory to glory, Lord. Lord, and how we surrender completely to you, Lord. Lord, how we just need more of you, Lord, just to come in us, on us, over us, Lord. Lord, as we speak blessings here, Lord, this weekend, Lord, as Sister Stacy's, Lord, bringing the word, Lord. Lord, you just have your way, Lord, as you're touching hearts, as you're changing lives, Lord. Lord, as we uh, go out, Lord, to fall more and more in love with you, Lord. Lord, thank you for the victories we're seeing. Thank you, Lord, for the healings here tonight, Lord. Thank you, Lord, if there's some here right now that still need a touch from you, Lord, that, that they get that before they leave, Lord, because you're right here for them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.